0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes podcast. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and once again, we are always sponsored by HashtagBasketball.com. Uh, go check out HashtagBasketball.com. They got a lot of great fantasy tools. Uh, my favorite tool is the schedule when I'm setting my weekly lineups in my head-to-head leagues. I uh, almost use that schedule exclusively uh it's got a, it's a nice graphical interface and lets me know uh what teams are actually playing uh, the most games that week and how to rank them out and it's it's my favorite tool on the site but there's tons of other tools and especially if you uh need a more extensive list of people to follow on twitter for your fantasy game you might want to uh, check out all the beat writers and teams and, and, and the different Twitter, Twitter feeds that they have over on com. So go check that out. We're going to get right into the slate of games tonight. There were only, well, let's see, five games tonight. No, four, I guess. Um, some pretty good games. And uh, that's, that's really all you can ask for. Finally, a, a night with... Um, no blowouts really um nothing that would should be considered a, a hardcore blowout uh let's go ahead and start with um the New Orleans Pelicans versus the Atlanta Hawks which was the game with the widest spread of all the games tonight <clears throat> the Pelicans basically uh Drew Holiday's return has been pretty well i think they're 3 and 0 in his return he came off the bench tonight but did play 27 minutes. Holiday had 15 points, four assists, four rebounds, two steals and a block, but did not make any of his threes. I'm not concerned with Drew Holiday coming off the bench. I think this is totally natural for them to get him back in the swing of things, get him back playing uh, NBA-level basketball. Him coming off the bench is perfectly fine. Tim Frazier has been starting in uh, in Holiday's three games back, and Tim Frazier had an incredible night uh, night tonight. He was 7-for-12 with three three three-pointers, 21 points, 14 assists, five rebounds, and three steals. That's, uh, that's an incredible line. That's probably one of the, the biggest lines of the night. And coming from Tim Frazier, a guy, a lot of people who are... are some people are claiming that they still haven't heard of this guy. But if you haven't heard of this guy, you're, you're not doing well in fantasy basketball because he should have been owned on all teams while he was starting. And considering that he is still starting, I'm holding him on, in all my leagues. I'm not getting rid of him until... Um, I. Get shown that he has no value anymore, and I, I'm not seeing anywhere where he doesn't have value. I'm not seeing any slowdown in in his production. It looks like they are very comfortable with him running this team, and they've also played Fraser with Holiday quite a bit. So I'm not really sure how far Fraser's value even falls. Once Drew Holiday is officially starting, I th- uh, he might retain uh, quite a bit of his value moving forward. So I would hold on to Frazier um, indefinitely, and, and basically until he, he he has no more value. Now, this does mean that Tyreek Evans, once he comes back, Frazier I think has no choice. But to go to the bench, but we really don't know what kind of shape Tyreek Evans is going to be in, we really don't know how ready he's going to be to play at an NBA level after this injury, if they're going to ease him into it, if he's going to be, if uh, Tyreek's going to be on a playing restrictions, a minute restriction maybe, so we don't know what Tyreek's full story is when he comes back, which is why I'm continuing to hold on to Tim Frazier. Uh, I like Tim Frazier moving forward, and I'm going to... Personally, I'm going to hold on to him. I'm not going to try to um, sell high on him. Tonight is a great, you know, line to sell high on for sure. But if you play in leagues with people who know what they're doing and know Tim Frazier's value, I don't think you're going to get a ton for him. But if you're, you know... Willing to uh, go after some of the bigger, better names and guys who are good to play starters' minutes for the rest of the season, then you might as well sell high. If, if you if you can get someone back for Tim Fraser, go ahead and sell high on him. But personally, I'm um I, I'm holding on to Tim Fraser uh, until he has absolutely no more value, and then I'll drop him. I'm fine. I'm fine with uh not getting any value ba- back because really. When you think about it, you weren't going to get any value from... You shouldn't be getting too much value from Tim Frazier in a fully healthy league. So the fact that you've gotten this much value and even just a game tonight like tonight, that's an impressive line. Another good line tonight was Terrence Jones coming off the bench. He he played 28 minutes. He had 17 points and 6 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, and 1 block. I've been pretty interested in how they're using him when Anthony Davis... Um, was injured and went out, which also if you watch the game tonight, Anthony Davis did leave uh, with a a injury. I think he had a a, a left knee contusion is what they're calling it. He came back. So Anthony Davis came back into the game uh, later in the game. So nothing to be too worried about, but something to watch. But uh, Terrence Jones has taken those minutes. And when Terrence Jones gets those minutes, he is standard league relevant. So, I would uh, I would pick up Terrence Jones anytime you think Anthony Davis is going to be sitting out. So go ahead and um, fo- make sure you follow that uh, predicament when you're, you're watching them on Twitter. Sorry, I'm a little distracted. The Lakers just had an amazing win, and we will get to that. I am watching it out of the corner of my eye. Wes- Russell Westbrook just uh, put as well. Did what he's done all year. He put the team on his back. He, Russell had an amazing fourth quarter, and then um, the dagger came with five seconds left from from the Lakers. A really, honestly, a really great game. But we'll get to that here in a little bit. Sorry to be so distracted by actual basketball. Um, so yeah, for the rest of the Pelicans, you know, not a, I've said before nothing really sticking out there. Even in the guys who are in the drop zone, I'm uh, like Etwan Moore. I'm not, I'm not super excited about that. Etwan Moore and and Lexington Galloway really don't have a ton of potential moving forward. With this team getting healthier and healthier by the day, uh, Terrence Jones, I would take a a, a flyer on when he's playing uh, healthy minutes, but don't be afraid to drop him if it looks like they're going to go away from him. I think Terrence Jones is good enough that he'll he'll play more on this team moving forward. So if you have a bench spot to give up, go ahead and give it up for him. Looking at the Atlanta Hawks, um, they didn't play any of their starters over 30 minutes, so maybe this, uh, this game kind of got out of hand right away. So, you know, I guess this was a bit of a blowout when you look at it. Uh, so we're not going to get a ton of interesting things from the Hawks. They did play their bench quite a bit. They played everybody on their team, actually. Dennis Schroeder, a solid night from him, 14-7 with four rebounds, but no steals, and only one three-pointer. Um, looking at what Dennis Schroeder's done over the last uh, uh, week or so, and really over just the, the course of the start of the season, I think he's kind of settling into his his um, his fantasy mean and I and and by that I mean this is probably where Dennis Schroeder's averages are going to end up by the end of the year so when you look at that in a sense of nine cat across the board he it's kind of it's kind of a little bit disappointing if you were expecting a ton more from Dennis Schroeder um, you, you're really not getting a lot, and I do think his field goal percentage will increase. But um, looking just you know at his, at his average for the year, fourteen and a half points, six assists, a half a steal. I um, I'm not I'm not really sure what's going on. I think I think this is this is what you're going to get from him. Now he is only playing twenty nine minutes, and he is shooting forty three percent on the year, but. He should probably shoot around 43% on the year. His free throw percentage is 74%. That's bad, especially for a guard. But, yeah, you would expect more from him starting, especially with the minutes he put up in just 20 minutes per game last year. You you should expect a lot more, and it's it's not translating. Now, if he suddenly got a huge bump in playing time, if they start playing him 34, 36 minutes, uh, maybe that's the bump... He- Schroeder needs to uh, to be full fantasy relevant. But right now, I mean, other than the fact that he gets six assists a game, I, I'm not too impressed with anything else that he's doing. So um, I would continue to hold on Schroeder, but things aren't looking good for him. Really, you can only hope that his, he starts playing inc- much more and has a, a stretch of really quality games, and then you could move him. I think that's what you got to hope for right now. But right now, I, right now, I think his value is pretty, pretty low and not going anywhere. Moving on to the next game of the night, the um, Portland Trail Blazers versus the New York Knicks. The the Knicks won tonight and. Uh, poor Zingad, look at this, look at this line: 31 points, nine rebounds, an assist, a block, and three three pointers. They're, they're they're really kind of giving the team over to to Porzingis, and a lot of it has been uh, Derrick Rose's ability to find him in the pick and roll. Now, even though he's been finding him in the pick and roll, uh, Derrick Rose, my uh, my go-to line of the night, the Derrick Rose mediocre guard, nine of the point guard line of the night, 18 points, five assists. Four rebounds, no three pointers, well, two steals and a block. So, a better line than usual for Derek Rose. But once again, those assists are, are, are not quality and they'll never be quality coming from Derek, who loves to shoot. Uh, Brandon Jennings off the bench played 22 minutes, but he had 11 assists. So, uh, watch him as a, as a streamer. I think Brandon, it looks like Brandon Jennings is taking back the uh, backup point guard spot from Justin Holliday, which I think. That is where it belongs. Brandon Jennings is a better player, though this year he just hasn't had enough playing time to to make a difference in standard leagues. Uh, if Derrick Rose ever gets injured, immediately pick up Brandon Jennings. Carmelo Anthony, um, 7 for 22 tonight. He had three three-pointers, six rebounds, one steal, and one block. Uh, I haven't been following Melo too hard this year. So let's take a little bit more deep dive. Let's make sure I'm doing my homework on people like Carmelo Anthony. He's currently ranked 37th in the league overall in nine cat across the board. He's essentially doing what he did last year. He's playing only a couple minutes less. He's shooting more threes and making more threes, which is nice. But other than that, he's seen a he's seen a, a hurt or a, a lower uh, amount of rebounds per game, and that's just because is now playing with a guy who, with Porzingis, who can, who can, you know, who rebounds. You don't need uh, Melo to rebound like he's a power forward when Porzingis is, is, is much better at it. His assists are down as well, and that is, I think, due to a factor that they actually have a point guard. Now, granted, I think Derrick Rose's shoot-first point guard mentality isn't great uh, for fantasy or for real life, but, you know, Derrick Rose is looking explosive as ever. He does deserve to have the ball in his hands when he's out on the court. He can take basically anybody in the league off the dribble. So I get why Melo's assists are down because Melo isn't, they're not tossing the ball to Melo and watching him work. Like that's just not a good use of the talent on the floor. They do it every once in a while. And they, they, when they need a bucket, but that hit for Melo, uh just a, a few less assists, a few less rebounds. Uh does does kind of drop his value uh, a little bit and that's that's a little disappointing, but everything else you're getting from him is pretty standard for a mellow uh season, so he's not um he's probably going to finish similar to how he how he played last year. I know everybody's worried about his uh health. He played hasn't played more than 77 games and Oh, boy, uh, since 2000, at least 2010. So that's a bit concerning, but I think what um, I can't believe he's been on the next that long. Um, it's hard to remember that uh, that trade was so, so long ago. But uh, yeah, Mello, he, his workload is less, but he's still getting um, enough shots up. He's still getting the usage. But the fact that he doesn't have to carry this team every night hopefully helps his durability. So I like Melo moving forward. I, I think he's le- he's leveled off to right where he should be. So he's a guy you kind of just hold on to and sell high if you can. But you know, he's doing what he normally does. He's a scorer. He um, does a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But he's a scorer for, for, on outright and... He's averaging 22 points a game, which is right around where he he averaged last year. So nothing to worry about with Melo, I think, even with the fact that he is kind of an injury risk. Looking at the Trailblazers, Mo Harkless, he uh, has been up and down over the last couple of weeks and I'm I'm still I'm still a fan of Mo Harkless. I still think he should be owned in all standard leagues he played 34 minutes tonight 15 points one three-pointer eight rebounds one steal and one block that's a nice line from Mo Harkless across the board uh kind of what you want to see from him Miles Plumley another interesting guy on the Trail Blazers he got the start tonight and he uh looks like he played about 21 minutes or no no 28 minutes and um he was four for five he had nine rebounds four assists and nine points and only one block that's a that's a solid line but it's not it's not great um i am in, interested in the fact that he has been playing uh heavy minutes lately um close to start uh, close around the the plus 30 minutes and and I think that that, that that puts him in the drop zone. That puts him in to someone you can consider taking a flyer on in standard leagues if you're kind of desperate for big men stats. He's an okay big man who's got a good percentage from field goal and a really bad percentage from free throw. But, you know, almost a steal and almost a block a game is, is something that's nice in 9-cat leagues and really in any league. Uh, but he's not super impressive. Um, his, uh, Miles, or sorry, Mason Plumley? I get those Plumleys mixed up all the time, but, um, Mason Plumley, he, um, he's averaging four and a half assists a game and that's really good for a center. In fact, that's as many assists as Damian Lillard this year. Uh, don't expect that to continue, but we all know Dame loves to shoot. So yeah, um, the the extra assists really really are nice, and that kind of gives him an edge when you when you look at when I look at guys who are on the cut in that drop zone area where they, you might take a flyer you might not. I think you have to look for unique characteristics, and Mason Plumley's unique characteristic really is that four and a half assists per game. That is that's pretty rare for a center, and if you're kind of desperate for assists, I mean, you know maybe that's a guy you like that you can stream in. At this point, for sure, but you know, if he doesn't get his rebounds up a little bit more, and um, really just he, he's not a huge scorer, so that kind of hurts. But uh, you know, I, I would I would take a flyer on him or stream him if you're if that's the kind of you know kind of center you need if you if you need rebounds and you're looking for a couple assists. Uh, more than than you're normally getting from your streamers. That's a good center to to put in there if you're down on stream if you're down on assists for the week and you need someone and you have a center open. It's a great guy to throw in. Everybody else in this, you know, CJ and Dame are gonna get theirs and they did. Um, Ed Davis got the start. He was seven for nine. He was 14 and 10 with two blocks. That's a that's a pretty good line from uh, from old Ed Davis. Ed Davis has been averaging 16 minutes a game, but um, lately he's got th- uh, three starts under his belt. But this is the only time he's played over 30 minutes this season. Um, he's a pretty good rebounder, and I've I've liked I've liked Ed Davis in the past simply because he gets when he plays good minutes, he can get solid rebounds and he can get good blocks, but Really, this is to me. This is an outlier. It does look like they are going with him starting, uh, and that, and that's good moving forward. So that bumps him up into someone to watch. But he he's in the flyer zone. I, I would say someone you uh, someone you could take a flyer on. But Ed Davis really, um, he needs to be doing more. His per thirty sixes do look pretty uh, solid. Uh, He could be a steal and, uh, over, you know, close to a block and a half a game guy if he played, uh, starters minutes. And, um, you know, that's, that's fantasy relevance right there. But right now to me that tonight's game is an outlier and I'm not, I'm not rushing to pick him up or anything like that. The next game on the slate was the Denver Nuggets versus the Chicago Bulls. A, um, Tough last-second loss by, uh, f- uh, for the Bulls tonight. Uh, kind of nonsense. I uh, It looks like... I think the Bulls have one win in Denver since 1999. I think I saw that on Twitter. Uh, that's, that's pretty crazy. I know they only play in Denver once a year. But, you know... 1999, you know? I mean, granted, a lot of those Bulls teams were really, really bad and they often play Denver in this circus road trip. Uh, So long and farewell to the circus road trip for the Chicago Bulls. But still, you'd think, you know, more than one win. Um, A little bit surprising. This could have been a win tonight. The starters all played heavy minutes for the Chicago Bulls. We still do not have uh, Doug back. Uh, Doug McDermott still out with his... um, concussion. It must have been one heck of a concussion. Uh, Felicio, Cristiano Felicio didn't play tonight either. I'm not really sure why. I think he would have been a good play. But, rest of the Bulls, really the all the starters had a pretty good nights. Um, Robin Lopez is probably the most interesting line of the night. 12 points, 8 rebounds in 35 minutes with 1 assist, 1 steal, and 6 blocks. That's that's monster. And granted, We all know that Denver has um, very good bigs and that when the Bulls do play against bigs, Robin Lopez ends up getting enough minutes to be fantasy relevant. And lately they have been playing a lot of bigs and he has been playing uh, extra minutes, um, averaging around uh, 32 minutes in the last two weeks. And in the in those thirty two minutes in those last two weeks he's got eleven points, nine rebounds, and almost two blocks per game. I think uh Robin Lopez should be owned in all leagues because simply because of that, close to ten rebounds and, and, and two blocks, those are both um above average and, and then close to elite in blocks. What he um really, really is um impressive at is the fact that he just almost never turns the ball over. So that bumps his, uh, his value a lot. But to me, I think he's, he's moved out of the drop zone into a, uh, a flyer and or into the bench guy. He's getting enough playing time right now to make him relevant. He gets enough blocks to, to make a difference in standard leagues and he gets enough rebounds to make a difference as well. So I like him moving forward. He is a little, I think a little risky. Uh, Lopez doesn't um, consistently start. So now that their roster is a little bit more shallow, Robin Lopez has been playing a lot more. And I I think you got to ride that until you, until you can't. So yeah, I would I would pick up Robin Lopez or I'd take a flyer on him if you're if you're if you're in the need for rebounds and blocks. He's a good um, pickup for sure. Someone who already should have been owned and that I like for uh, rebounds and and blocks as well is Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson tonight: twelve points, ten rebounds, four assists. He's another guy who likes to. Um, venture into the drop zone, but I think Taj Gibson is more consistent than Robin Lopez. Um, Taj Gibson does not get as many blocks as Robin Lopez, so if you if you need more blocks, Lopez might be the guy to go to, but they do have similar, pretty similar games, so really, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of them. I just think Taj Gibson is more consistent and will always get more playing time due to the fact that he is kind of the anchor of, of that front court and is always playing at 110% as a beast and the bulls kind of thrive off his ability to grab offensive rebounds tonight. They did actually get out rebound tonight. So let's, I'm going to chalk that up to why we lost looking at the rest of the team uh, Rondo who can uh, more and more statistics, statistics keep coming out showing Rondo is, you know, a net negative for this team when uh, the, The alpha three play together uh rondo played 33 minutes tonight 13 points 11 rebounds eight assists one steal and one block i mean and a three-pointer watch out um those are pretty that's a pretty great line and he's he's been playing pretty decent on this on this road trip to me i can't justify owning rondo personally in in um most of my leagues considering i mostly play roto so he hurts me too much with his uh, shooting percentage and his, uh, his free throw percentages is pretty bad as well but you cannot uh, argue with what he's been doing over the last week um and really over the last two weeks he's never going to be a scorer right but nine rebounds almost eight assists and over a steal a game that's someone who should be owned probably in in standard leagues Why he's playing this well. And I'm saying that... That's hard for me to say, really, because Rondo, I don't like him. I think he's a bad basketball player. And fantasy-wise, he hurts you in too many categories to own. If I'm in a Roto League, I, I'm not picking him up. But if I'm in a head-to-head league, um, or if I want to spot-start him, stream him... Uh, he probably should be owned in standard head-to-head leagues, and anyone who's in a specific punting strategy, you should be utilizing him to the fullest. But nine cat across the board roto leagues, I, I can't recommend picking him up unless you are you have no one who gets assists on your team. I mean, I think you can easily argue against me about Rondo that he should be owned in roto leagues. Uh, 9-cat across the board. I I just... I can't do it. I personally can't do it. He is getting elite um, assists and pretty crazy rebounds right now. But we have seen that kind of tail off when he's he's playing poorly. And Hoiberg, who is showing to be a not-great coach, in my opinion, um, doesn't throw him into the rotation or doesn't play him a ton of minutes because he is slacking on defense, which Rondo often does. So... Take that advice for what it's worth. I don't know what to make of it. Uh, Everything other than standard Roto Leagues, Rondo should be owned. But I can't justify owning him in a 9-cat Roto League. But maybe you can. Maybe you're desperate for for some assists. So that's my take on Rondo. Uh, Nico coming off the bench, 22 minutes, still not playing enough to be relevant. He had uh, stats across the board, 11 Points, one three-pointer, three rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. That's okay for Nico, but not good enough for me to 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 own. Another weird night with the minutes between Nuric and Joic, Joic, Jokic. I'm gonna butcher those names for the rest of my life, I assume. Uh, Jokic only played 18 minutes. He had eight points, eight rebounds, three assists, one steal, and one block. And uh, Nuric, he played 29 minutes. He had 14 points, 14 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 blocks. So actually a pretty decent night for Jokic off the bench with only 18 minutes, which is pretty surprising. Um, their rotation was pretty weird tonight. They kind of went all over the place. Uh, Gallinari being the only guy who played uh, out of the starters who played 30 minutes. Wilson Chandler also played 30 uh, over 30 minutes uh Gallinari's line wasn't great for how many minutes he played 37 minutes he only had 15 points five rebounds only one three-pointer and one steal so not super great Farid got the start they're still mixing and matching with this front court rotation and I really don't know why I feel like both Nurik and Jokic both play Jokic man I'm gonna get that I'm gonna get that right one of these days everybody don't Don't worry, just bear with me butchering Joich's name. Um, I think him and uh, and Nurich play together really well. And they've shown that even though their defense can be kind of suspect at times, um, I think they should be playing together more. I don't know what's going on there. And it's been really, really disappointing for people who've owned either Joich or or Nurich. And all you can do is really hold on to those guys. And spot start them or, or try to figure out who's gonna play and w- read the tea leaves, follow the Twitter and follow their rotations and follow them. Follow the Denver Nuggets. I mean, get re- if you want to really figure out this dynamic, what's going on here, just get really, really into the Denver Nuggets. And tonight Nurch played the, mo- the more minutes. There really, I mean, there has not been a consistency there. And We could be looking at what we looked at last year with Orlando. Orlando uh, Scott Skiles just he just messed with that rotation all year long. Never was consistent. Never figured it out. Really uh, killed Oladipo's um, fantasy value until the last week of this like or last month or two of the season where Oladipo was like. A top ten player, which was pretty absurd, but I think we're in one of those situations here now. You got both of these uh, big centers, Joe Itch and Nurich, averaging under twenty four minutes a game. That they they need to be playing over thirty minutes a game, both of them, and for them to be fantasy relevant, they they must be playing thirty thirty minute, thirty minutes a game at least. All you can do is hold on to these guys. I just think there's too much potential there, and there's too much ability for those guys to fill to, to be pretty insane box score fillers if they actually played starters minutes. And you've seen it. You've seen both of them have insane lines, even in limited minutes. And, and when they've gotten full minutes, they've been really, really impressive. But I really don't know what to do with these guys. Actually, Kenneth Fareed is currently ranked highest. Out of all the Denver Nuggets in nine cat on average, uh, I, I don't want I do not want Kenneth Freed on my team. Um, I really don't even I don't really want anybody other than uh, Danielle Gallinari on this team right now. Wilson Chandler and Will Barton are both guys who you could take flyers on, or if you need that that type of player, Will Barton back um, has been playing not terribly uh, fantastic, but. Um, good enough to to pay attention to if he can get his um, ability to, um, I guess, fill up the box score like he was last year. The the potential's still there. Over the last two games, he's playing his way back from uh, his injury. Over the last two games, he hasn't played a ton of minutes. But even, and his shot's been pretty bad as well. So, Will Barton, I'm not picking up yet, but the potential is there. He's There's no reason for Will Barton to, to not uh, start with Gary Harris out until, uh, I think, mid or late December. So watch Will Barton once he starts playing 30-some minutes a game. Maybe you pick him up if he's looking good uh, and ride him until Gary Harris comes back. Because Will Barton, uh, he shoots a lot. And his percentages are going to be low, but he's going to get you threes, and he's going he's going to play well. And sometimes he throws up crazy lines. So I'm willing to take the street cred that Will Barton got uh, built up from last year and and build it into my evaluation this year. So we'll another game or two. Uh, Will Barton, you might want to be riding, uh, take a flyer on him. Maybe right now, um, get him on your team before it's too late. I think uh, I think he'll be standard league relevant until. Gary Harris comes back. The uh, final game of the night, which I was talking about a little bit earlier, the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Oklahoma City Thunder in a a barn burner of a finish. Nobody trying to play defense on either one of these teams, which is no surprise. Russell Westbrook with his almost triple-double every night, 34 points, 13 assists, 8 rebounds, 2 steals, 8 freaking turnovers. He almost had a quadruple-double. Four three pointers. That's that's uh, pretty impressive. He his fourth quarter was amazing. Looking at the rest of this team though, once again nobody doing anything other than Adams and Oladipo. Oladipo played thirty nine minutes tonight. Man, I, it's surprising to see those guys both uh, Oladipo and Westbrook playing so many minutes, you would think they would need a little bit of rest to be to be able to do these types of uh, to play a full season, you know, and um, we'll see how that goes, but Oladipo tonight 6 for 13, 14 points he had 2 3-pointers, but only 4 assists, 4 rebounds, 2 steals and a block, that's solid you're you're probably still very disappointed in Oladipo uh, where he got drafted, and I, I Compared compared to um, how Oladipo is currently playing, I'm still holding on to Oladipo personally. I uh, if I have him in in a league, I would um I would I'd keep him. He's at the really the bottom of his value. He can't get. I don't think he can get any worse when it comes to his value. Um, he can only get better. He can only learn how to play with Russell Westbrook even more. Now. Is Oladipo going to fly up to the 35th best player in the league like he was on averages last year? I doubt it. But um, over the last week or two, it does seem like Oladipo has been getting better with playing with Russell Westbrook. And a lot of people might say, all right, well, now's the time to, uh, to sell high. And... I can't disagree with you. Over the last week, Oladipo is averaging almost 21 points, three three three-pointers, six rebounds, five assists, one and a half steals. That's pretty crazy. But also, Oladipo is capable of having pretty incredible um, nights. And with what he's been doing over the last week, I don't know how that's sustainable. He's he's shooting uh, 56%. Which is not sustainable sustainable for Depot at all, and um, I don't expect that to last. But he's learned to play with Westbrook more. Westbrook's trusting him more. He's seeing more of the ball, and uh, to me, he's got only uh, nowhere to go but up from how he started this season. And if you wanna, if you can get something incredible back, if you can get like CJ McCollum back for Depot, I think I would do that. Um... Anybody in, like, that top 30, uh, top 40 range is probably somewhere, is probably where Oladipo won't reach this year, considering he's just playing in the shadow of Westbrook, but Oladipo's got the talent, he's young, he's got the skill, that's the way he, this is what he should be doing, and, um... He's had a couple great games in a row, so if you want to sell high, if you think you can get a lot for him, uh, go ahead and do it. But uh, he's got nowhere to go but up. I'm kind of a I'm kind of a hold for him personally. I think uh, I like I like him too much, and he's too young, and he's too much a part of Oklahoma City's future for me to give up on him. But I get why you're selling high if, you, if you're if you thinking about it. Steven Adams had a really good night tonight as well. 31 minutes. He had 20 points. Uh, not enough rebounds for me personally, but 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. Uh, that's a solid. Uh, Steven Adams has been really great this year uh, as a guy that probably wasn't even drafted. Or if he, if he was, it was very late in your draft. And his percentages are great, which really, really helps if you're in a 9-cat league. And he's getting solid rebounds, solid blocks, okay points. You know, he's he's fine, but his steals are, are, are almost one and a half steals a game. That's incredible. And his shooting percentages, I mean, that's what's carrying him in 9-cat leagues. I get why maybe head-to-head people aren't interested in him as much because of their punting. But yeah, Steven Adams, I'm, I'm riding him moving forward. Uh, the Lakers tonight... Looking at their team, they're they're a hodgepodge of guys who sometimes play and sometimes don't, and and their values kind of waver. They're, there's a lot more variance in the values for the these guys on the Lakers. Uh, Lou Williams tonight, who is pro is currently the the best uh, ranked player in fantasy. He uh, only played 23 minutes. Uh, Lou had 13 points and only and five assists with a rebound and two three pointers. That's okay. Uh, nobody on this team, other than Timofey Mozgov, played 31 minutes to, or played over 30 minutes tonight. So that's kind of interesting. Jose Calderon got the start, which is, um, you know, there you go. I think uh, it's because that's right. D'Angelo Russell is out. Um, that eluded me. He is only temporarily out, um, and so. Hey, Jose Calderon got the start tonight. If you're in streamer leagues, that's something to note and something to pick up tonight. He had four three pointers, which is su- pretty surprising. Twelve points, six rebounds, four assists, and two steals. I mean, that's a fan- that's a standard fancy line. Uh, stream him until uh, D'Angelo Russell is back, but like, I'm not picking him. I'm not wasting my bench spot on him in a standard league. Uh, unless you unless you're able to stream in head-to-heads, so that's the only way I'm, I'm wasting a spot on my team for Jose Calderon in this temporary position. Julius Randall, um, pretty bad night. He only played 21 minutes, three points, five rebounds, four assists, six freaking turnovers, but one three-pointer, which was his only shot he made. He was 1 for 5. Julius Randall's kind of falling back off a little bit. Um, and I still think he's standard league relevant. He still kind of impresses me. His assist numbers have been um, pretty impressive for a guy um, who's playing kind of a forward-center role. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping with him. I'm holding on to him. For now, he's still like an end-of-the-bench guy. He's, uh, I wouldn't put him in the drop zone just yet. I think he's still standard league relevant, even though he's had a pretty abysmal uh, week or so. I would, still, I would still hold on to him. Looking at the rest of this team, uh, it was like I said, it was a weird night where everybody kind of got play. Uh, Jordan Clarkston had 18 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds, 4 steals, but uh, no 3-pointers. Um, and did he get a block there? No, no blocks. So, yeah, Clarkston, another guy who's in that zone him, Larry Nance, Nick Young, all those guys, they all kinda do the same thing. And um they're probably gonna waver between who's who's doing it when and who's playing when and they're all playing in that those mid twenties for minutes and I don't know. I can't I can't really get too excited about any of those guys. I don't think any of them are terribly great fantasy players, even if they suddenly started playing 34 minutes. Uh, I think they'd all be standard league relevant if they started playing 34 minutes. Uh, I do think Jordan Clarkson is per maybe probably the best one out of that, that crew of hit Clarkston Nance young. Nick young has been hitting a lot of threes lately. So that's given him a boost in fantasy value tonight. Nick Young with a start, he had four three pointers. So doing what he normally does, uh, 17 points, two rebounds and assists, two blocks. You know why not own that guy if he's making that many three pointers and he's playing that much? I don't, I don't see why he shouldn't be owned um, when he's hitting insane three pointers like that. Um, he won't. He, he's no steals though, and he, he's not going to give you a steal ever. The guy doesn't do that. Um, he's streaky, and he's kind of like... Um, there's a lot of those guys who are streaky three-point guys. Ryan Anderson is capable uh, of hitting a lot of threes. CJ Miles is capable of hitting a lot of threes. I think Nick Young falls into that um, category with him and like J.R. Smith and uh, all those guys who are very streaky. Um, right now, Nick Young's hitting, hitting threes. Pick them up, put him on your team, stream them, get your three-pointers, get boost your uh, Roto League standing by getting four three-pointers a game for two weeks it really helps uh, spot starting is something you should be doing in most ro- mo- roto leagues your utility spot or you know a couple one two maybe maybe even three spots depending on how uh you know what the size of your league is but one or two spots should be utilized for bringing in hot hands all right yeah you got a you want to give Aaron Gordon a chance, right? That guy's good. You want to give him a chance. You want to play him every once in a while. Hopefully, he gets hot. Uh, don't don't guess. Don't guess and check. Find out who the hot hand is. Who are some hot players who are on your waivers? Pick them up, put them on your team, stick them in your utility spot, or stick them in stick them in your roster, and ride them until they fall off. And that's that's a quality way to get quality starts, and it helps. And someone like Nick Young, who's hitting you know close to four three pointers a game, you get a couple good weeks out of that guy. Uh, hitting those and you're going to move up in the rankings on three pointers. And if Nick young falls off or they stop playing him as much, you know, tough titties, drop them. Who cares? Um, you got some quality starts out of them. And if you have to deal with like a a complete dud from Nick young, when he's on his way out or the occasional complete dud, Oh, well, it's all about averaging out those, those quality starts to make sure, you know, majority of your starts are quality from those, those types of players. So that's how I feel about Nick Young and really the rest of those guys. Um, I do like Jordan Clarkston if he gets the minutes the most. Um, And I think he, you would think he has the most potential to get the minutes as well. But the fact that he did not play super heavy minutes when D'Angelo Russell was out and they went to Jose Calderon, which was a little strange. um, That concerns me just a little bit, though. So, yep, that's the Lakers. They're weird, and they don't really have any incredible guys. So hard to focus too much on that team. And that's it for tonight. Those were all the games. Um, pretty quick night. The um, rest of the week should be interesting. We uh, There aren't um, with Thanksgiving coming up, so there will be some games crammed in over the next few days to make way for the holiday. And uh, that, that should get pretty interesting. So if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can find me on Twitter at WatchTheBoxes, all one word. Uh, hit me up. Please, you know, send me feedback. I'm, uh, I'm very receptive to feedback. And I uh, also really want to hear from you guys. If you got, even if it's just questions about who you should drop, who you should pick up on your own personal team, I'm willing to give fantasy advice at any time. So find me on Twitter. That's at WatchTheBoxes, all one word. And if you like the podcast, tell a friend, give us a rating on whatever app you use, and, and leave us a review. That helps people find the podcast. It helps us in our rankings, especially iTunes. iTunes is the uh, still the number one podcast stop. So any ratings and reviews you can do in iTunes definitely helps us out. I appreciate you joining us. Have a good night, everybody, and uh, enjoy your holiday week. Cheers.